Welcome to A Better Civilian Life, podcast for veterans, the place for insight on why you aren't feeling fulfilled with your life after the military and how to change that. I'm your host, Army Veteran and Life Coach, Kelly Forsberg. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone. I am fired up today. I just got back from a wonderful trip and visit to Texas. And I got to see some of my army friends when actually they're both veterans now, which was really kind of fun for me because I was talking to them about all these veteran ideas and just to hear them resonate with me and, and hear some of their own take on what it's like to become a veteran and what they thought their civilian life was like. It was really, it was quite a joy for me. It was really nice. So I was feeling super inspired and I wanted to talk even more about the fallacy of things having to be hard. And I want to start with a story. So I was in ROTC, except I hadn't contracted yet. And if you are not in ROTC or don't know much about it, uh, reserve officer training course. So it's the process of going from enlisted to an officer. Well, I was enlisted. You don't have to start as enlisted. You can start as a civilian, but I was enlisted at the time, but I hadn't contracted and I was trying to earn my place as a contracted cadet. And there was a training on the weekend. It was just a one day training that was coming up and it was mainly for the third years and the fourth years to practice their leadership skills. But they needed first and second year cadets to essentially play the the part of soldier. Just go and be told what to do so that the third and fourth years had someone to lead. So it was Friday and the training was on Saturday. And I said, oh, I'll go without really knowing anything else. And that was kind of me being naive and overly excited to just be involved in the program, which is kind of something that I do often. I just go head first and <laughs> trust that it's going to work out. And I, I don't remember where we went, but we went somewhere with snow and we were doing infantry tactics, prone position, pulling security, laying in the snow. And I did not have any cold weather gear. Okay. That's how <laughs> like naive I went into this with. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't even have a wet weather top. And one of the fourth years, he must have had like a, a staff position or something for that day because he wasn't going out to do the tactics. And this was a while ago. RTC has changed quite a bit since then. But he offered to lend me his cold weather gear. Well, I'm five foot seven, probably like, I don't know, 130 pounds at the time. And he was like six foot four, maybe. <laughs> And so all of his gear was super big, way too big for me, but at least it was warm or so I thought. So we kept, we kept doing these tactics and I, I was kind of a nobody in the program. I was just there to, to be in security, to be, you know, part of the wedge formation. And I laid in the snow all day long. And my, I didn't have winter boots on. So my, my feet were hot. They were so cold. It, it was honestly probably getting to like a dangerous point of being cold 
I basically just laid on ice all day like a dead fish. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It was just so hard and I didn't do anything and I didn't learn anything. That's not true. It was very hard to just be cold. And I thought that I was doing it to help secure my spot in ROTC as a contracted cadet. I thought that it was for a worthy cause. And when I reflect back on it, you know, there were some lessons learned. Like, you know, I signed up to do something that was in service of others. It was in service of the third and fourth years that needed to practice leadership training. But I'm not sure it was the right thing to say yes to. It didn't really feel like hard with a good purpose. And the biggest thing I took away from that was a conversation with my dad. At the end of that day, I got home and I peeled my boots off and up to my ankles were bright red. But the biggest thing that I took away was a conversation with my dad. And I called him at the end of end of that training. I was back in my dorm room and I said, dad, the, it was so miserable. This is what I did. I just laid in the snow all day. My dad was in the army in the seventies. So he was kind of like, cool. Yeah, it's hard. But what he said to me was, honey, it's the hard days that make us appreciate the good ones. And I loved that at the time because it was the only way that I could wrap my head around being okay with laying in the snow all day with no, you know, with um, cold weather gear that, that didn't fit me and the wrong boots and all the things that were a bunch of small choices that led up to being incredibly uncomfortable. But my point is, is that we don't have to say yes to the hard things just because it's hard. And I often think it has to be hard and I have to be successful at it. So like I didn't complain about laying in the snow. I I did my my duty of being there, being a soldier, pulling security for, you know, imaginary bad guys. We didn't even we didn't even have enough people to have an op for. So <laughs> we really were just kind of laying in the snow, staring at the trees. But it wasn't productively hard. It didn't get me any farther ahead to where I wanted to be. It it did not help me contract as a cadet in the grand scheme of things. Because if anything, if people started to know my name, they just knew me as the girl that didn't bring any cold weather gear, which isn't exactly helpful for trying to build a successful leadership career. So yes, it's the hard days that make the good days better. But maybe the hard things that we're doing in our life are not quite right for us. Maybe they don't have to be that hard. Another example is staying in a job you don't love. And we tell ourselves these stories of, I'm helping my family make money. I'm just staying here another 12 years until I retire and then I can live my best life. Or... I hate living in an apartment, but I know I'm saving more money than I would if I were living in a house. These are all just a bunch of stories that we tell ourselves, one, to help ourselves feel better about the situations that we're in, 
We think we have to do it. We think that our duty follows us everywhere and with everything we do. We forget that we have a choice. We forget that we have so many choices. There's so many more options than what we give ourselves credit for. But it also, we are comfortable being uncomfortable. I know exactly how to deal with laying in the snow and doing what I'm told. I've done that plenty of times. I know where to be and what to do. I got it. But I don't have a lot of practice using my own voice and saying, actually, I don't like this job. Actually, I want to do something totally different. And it's going to be scary and it's going to be risky. And nobody's telling me to do it. Which means if I fail, it's on me. It's not on my chain of command. It's not on my leadership. I don't get to be mad at those third and fourth years for taking forever to learn their lessons on an ambush so we can move on to an attack and get the show on the road. No, it is on me. But the beautiful thing is when you take that much responsibility in your life for the things that you are willing to do that is hard, it just unlocks a different kind of freedom that you might not know existed. When you are willing to stop blaming and start owning every aspect of your life, you can do whatever you want. And I am not talking about embracing a victim mentality as in the world has done unto you and so this is the result. I mean taking a hard look at everything that you've been complaining about and asking yourself, why haven't you done anything about it? And if your answer is, well, because my family needs me, well, because my boss wouldn't like it, well, because I've never done that before, you might need to reevaluate your reasons and see if you like them. I came across a truth the other day. I was thinking about how to provide for my family you know, the whole stability and safety and blah, 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 this whole conversation that we love to have in our brains about not getting to do what we actually want. And the truth that I came across was I will provide for my family no matter what. I will never stop taking care of my family. True or true, my friends. might not look the same. It might not go exactly the way I want. But I will never stop taking care of my family. So think on that a little bit. What truth do you have deep down about the situations you've been complaining about? I want to go back to the the job, the career one. If you think you can't leave your job, tell yourself the truth. What is actually stopping you? Because if it's fear, we can work through that. If it's love for your job... Maybe we just need to clean up your mind around it so you start to enjoy what you're doing. You don't have to change your job to be happier. However, you also don't have to stay in your job doing something hard if you don't want to. Now, I recommend having some kind of plan, at least in your mind. But what you do want, we like to have some idea of of where we're going, not just what we don't want. 
But then we get some really beautiful, productive thinking. What do I want? And start to move towards that. Don't just do the hard thing because you think you have to. Especially when it doesn't move you any closer to what you actually want. Choose something that is productively hard and have an idea of where you want to go. That's all I got for you today. Talk to you soon. Hey, veterans. Whether you've been out of the military for five years or five minutes, I have something for you at abettercivilianlife.com. Your life doesn't have to be miserable. It can be just as amazing as you can dream it up. Come see us and I'll talk to you soon.